welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. And this is episode 99. And I'm talking Mega Man 64 for the N64. Hello, I hope everyone is well. My name is Danny and I'm sitting here at the moment in a lot of pain because I burnt my bum. I've got sunburnt on my bum. Not actually on my bum. Just imagine... It's a great way to start the show, isn't it? Just imagine above your bum crack. Um, just like that strip of your back. I was building a fence. There's a reason. We had to build this fence in the house because there's part of the garden which isn't fenced. So we had to do it and we got it done. And I didn't realize that like my t-shirt was lifting and that part of my back just got burnt. And now it's really sore to sit down or move. I literally had to pull my shorts down and put a t-shirt over me. It's just not comfortable. I'm sitting here in so much pain that my wife's having to literally put cream on it. Oh, you know, it's that stage, and you know, when you think what love's gonna be, you know, when you see all those love films, like, oh, darling, I love you. Oh, I love you too. I'll be with you forever. In reality, it's looking and it goes, yep, that looks fucked. Now that's what the we are. The stage of our relationship. Yeah, that's that's got worse. <laughs> I'll put some cream on it. We are not in a good place at the moment. I am in a lot of pain. I'm hoping by the end of the week it's going to be gone. But that's enough. Because I can go on about my back all day long. But there is a reason we're building a fence. And we'll get onto that shortly. Because that, well, near the end, before we get to the game. But we'll be talking about that. But today we're talking Mega Man 64. Yes, one of the four versions of Mega Man. For those who don't know, there are four different like worlds or timelines, essentially, of Mega Man. There is the standard Mega Man that was on the NES. There's Mega Man X, which is on the Super Nintendo. Then there was Mega Man 64, which is only one of them. Originally, it was called Mega Man's Late Legends on the PlayStation and took several years to get to the 64. And then there's the Battle Network games that were on the Game Boy Advance going forward. So we are talking about Mega Man 64. And because I am playing it with Dave, remember the 64 podcast, he's probably thinking, yeah, why aren't you doing it on... Why aren't you the PlayStation version? Wouldn't it make more sense to do Mega Man Legends? Well, because when me and Dave do an episode, we put a game through the wheel, and we see what comes next, and Mega Man 64 came up, and we're like, ah, God, what's this game going to be like? Because I was worried, looking at the graphics, it looked like shite. It looked terrible. The box art looked bad. Looking at initial videos looked bad. But it actually wasn't too bad. It was like watching a Saturday morning cartoon. And we do talk about how it's got that very anime, you know, Saturday morning feel. And I wish there was maybe more of it. And maybe with better controls and a bit of a polish at the graphics, it could be an okay game. There is one thing I'm going to say from the off. Um, We do talk about the voice actor of um, one of the main antagonists um, who is a convicted sex offender. So we do talk about it. And I do, you know, he's dead. And so we just briefly talk about it because I have to say credit is work. He does put a good, good actual stint in. You can respect the work, just not respect him as a person. So we do talk about that briefly uh, just to make anyone aware um, in case, you know, in case that offends anybody. I just say it's it's in there. We do mention it because I found it out as I was doing a little bit of prep for the show. So if you are here just to talk about Mega Man 64... Um, go about half an hour, half an hour down the line, and we'll be there. But if you're just here and want to stay, have some fun, please stay along. We try and do have some fun. And let's just get the plugs out. We know we need to get these out first. So, wherever you are listening to this, please give it a five-star review. Please tell me I'm good, tell me I'm crap. And whenever you see it, come up on your socials, whether it be X or Instagram, please share it because it helps the show grow. 
If you want to support the show financially, you can do on patreon.com forward slash retro wars, where for $1 each month you get access to your own show called DLC, what could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. Now, normally I do a bit of a sneak peek, but we're not doing that this time because we are prepping and we are getting ready for the first ever copies. The Copy Awards 2024 will be released this week and it will be released as a normal episode. I'm going to release it in the next few days. And it's kind of going to be a freebie. The copies are going to be free for this year for everyone to have a go. So if you're not a Patreon member, this is your first DLC, which will be free. And it is a member of the copies. Because basically, as we discussed last week, yes, we are copying the blankies, as we joke. Well, we can't call it the blankies because that's, well, we can call it the Carolies, but that sounds shit. So Captain N came up with the idea of calling it the copies. This has been approved by Mr. Adam Blank. He thought it was hilarious, and we're going with it. So me and Captain N are recording it tomorrow morning, so it should be out in the next few days, all before episode 100, which should be hitting the weekend. Woo! We'll go into episode 100 in a bit. We'll go into the plans for that one in a bit. Now, to also let you know that 5% of all the Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, and they provide games and consoles to children in 150 children's wards across the UK. So far, we've raised about 70 cents Australian, which I know isn't much for this year. Hopefully, we're going to make that grow, and we're going to donate games and consoles. If you do have any games you want to donate directly, the link is in the description below, and they'd really appreciate it. Additionally, what else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord, where you can basically just say whatever you want and go join the Smut Squad, or go over where the Saturn people play and just have fun there. You get the chance to message me one-on-one, and you can take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I'll probably butcher your names. Right, let's get into the first section, which is our letter section, and it's called 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen bits of nonsense is our letter section where you guys, the Patreon members, can ask pretty much whatever you want. And Storm Beagle's first up, and he says, "Hey Danny, how's your upside down winter going?" It was going pretty well. It was going okay until my bum got burnt, and I'll see him mention it again. No, it's been a weird one. It has been a weird one. We've had some days that I've been stinking hot, like 38, 39. It's just not been fun at all. And uh, we've had days where the winds just picked up, like today, winds just howling everywhere. Or you've got really bad rain. Like, if you go a few hours north of us, people are underwater. Australia has some weird and wacky weather. It's, it, I don't know what else I can say about it, but, you know, it's been... We've had the hottest December, I think, on record. But then, also, when the floods come, the floods come. We were actually expecting bushfires again. And one of our friends of the show, uh, Mick, who came on all the way back when we did Banjo-Kazooie, he came on and did that episode... Um, now he, he lives about an hour and a half from me and him and his wife showed me the video of where the house basically a bush phone and we're expecting that to happen like around here. But luckily, thankfully we've been okay, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. I'm hoping it's going to settle down soon, but you know, it's Australia. Probably not. Captain N says, Dan Dan, the Aussie man, being that it's 2024 and you were off like a runaway train with this podcast. What is your biggest goal this year for retro wars? Um, the biggest goal, like, I'm not going to lie, I I would like to get to 100 Patreons. That's that's the goal for the, if I can get to 100 Patreons, that would be an amazing achievement. I think I've probably got two. If I can get to 
100 patrons. That's for me personally. And I also have a charity goal, which I'm going to discuss in episode 100, what I want to try and do for next year. If I can get both of those done in a year, that's great. Like, again, I'm not expecting... I, you know, the reason why I say 100 patrons is I would one day want this to become my main source of revenue. I want this and I want YouTube to become my main things. Like YouTube's growing slowly. I think the Retro Wars YouTube channel's got about 200. It's just hit 200. So yeah, if you're over there, you listen to this, please just go over and subscribe. It really helps. And as it should say on the YouTube channel, we do retrospectives. They're going to be like hour-long episodes, and it's just going to be me doing a big chat about different games. I'm going to try and do one a month every two months. So if I can get to, say, two professionally, 100 Patreons, 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, because that increases the money flow. And then if I can just hit the charity goal, which I'll talk about, I said, next week, yeah, that, that'll be it for me. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying every moment of this. I really am, because I get to play, play games I've never played before. Some I absolutely hate. I... Raging Demon will admit to that one. He, We talked about a game he asked me to play, and I played it on the way down to Sydney the other day. Finished it in about half an hour. Hated the shit out of it, but I know we can make a really good episode out of it. So I'm loving everything I get to do. It's such a joy mixing with some of you guys. I know I'm not the best when it comes to um, using Discord and texting, but I try and keep in touch when I can. It's just, as you can imagine, I've got a lot on the go with work and family, and when the wife's like, get off the phone. So it's very difficult, but I love when I see messages from you guys and you've just been chatting shit. I, I love it. And chatting shit in a good way, don't mean in a bad way. But I love it. It makes me so happy and bringing people together just to have a laugh. Uh, I, I do love and appreciate when I see my phone dinging away. It does make me happy. So, yeah, that, that's the goal, I think. Um, just keep going, keep cracking on. And as long as you guys are happy, I'm happy. We'll keep it. Even, you know, argument's sake, if I don't hit any of my goals this year, that's not going to stop me doing what I'm doing. You guys like what I do, and that's that's enough for me. I'm not stopping this train. It's going to keep going. You know, there's no platform end. The train, the line's continuing. Ranger Demon says, further to what... Sorry, yeah, so Ranger Demon does say, further to what Storm Beagle's asking, why have you East Coasters decided to ruin the cricket season by having winter instead of summer? Okay, so if you don't know, Raging Demon lives on the West Coast. He lives in Perth. I know it's hot, but having constant rain December and January is un-Australian unless you're in North Queensland, Broome or Darwin, which are tropical and have an exception for your on this topic. You lot in New South Wales and Victoria need to get your shit together. Enough with the rain already. Okay, yeah, so there's been a lot of rain, which does wreck the cricket. And I'll, yeah, I'll get into this now. If you don't like cricket, you don't really care. I do like cricket. I went to watch the cricket. I watched the third, no, the second day. Australian versus Pakistan. I went to day two of the test. I've not been to a cricket test in Australia for a long time. I was so excited. And it fucking rained. Fucking rained after lunch, didn't it? It's like, dick. So it was $100 down the drain. I had good fun for that first half. Although, saying that, it was a boring match. Jesus Christ, Australia were just being so defensive. I was like, get on with it. We're cheering a single. We shouldn't be cheering a single. But it was nice to spend time with mate Tim. And his friends and his dad. It was a good, good laugh. And I got to see also my friend Nick and his his wife Erin were there. But it's just a shame because day three was where all the action was. And I was not there. I was like, shit. Day three looked like an absolute corker. But yeah, so sorry that was raining over here, Raging Demon. I do apologize. You stick to Perthland, which has absolutely nothing living over there. And finally, Chris says, Chris Copleen, Chuck Smutty Nonsense Dud. Since there are over 100 games featured in your Prey Saturn channel now on the Patreon-exclusive Discord, which one of the Saturn exclusives that have been featured would so far you'd like to see ported to a modern console? 
I'm sure whatever you pick, Mr. Um, Dave McGee would go balls out for it. Okay, so if you don't know what he's on about, Chris Scott Blaine basically had a little wind and in my channel, and he has made a um, Patreon exclusive. Well, it's Patreon because you know what I mean. He's made a Saturn channel, and this Saturn channel, praise Saturn channel, is the most commented on bit of the Discord. And every day he talks about a different Saturn game and why it's a good game. Do you think I ever read that shite? No, that tab often stays white, as in unread. So I, has there been a hundred days? I don't care. Hundred days, hundred games, don't give a shit. What games those should be ported? None of them. None of them. When we do Shining Force and Shining Force 2, that's your lot. Because Shining Force 3 is a Saturn game. Nada. And don't come at me when we do Sonic R. Sonic R, I'm playing the PC version. Nope. Nope. Not playing the Saturn. I am refusing to buy a Saturn game. Can stick it up its arse. I will play the inferior, like X-Men vs Street Fighter. I'll play the inferior version. I'm not playing Saturn games. So yes, it's a disgrace the Saturnians have come from all over the land to literally to have a breed in this little hellhole of the internet. I'm just doing my best. I'm, I'm just ignoring it. I'm just sitting there going, ah, just, just fucking leave them alone. Just give them a little bit of land and they'll be fine. I'm not going to touch that. I'm not touching it with a barge pole. So yeah, and I don't care if Dave McGee is going to be dead happy. He's going to have some Saturn games. He's the Master System guy. He's going to stay the Master System guy. He's not going to be the Master System Sega Saturn guy. Ain't going to happen, Chris. Not happening. You do that on your show. You have fun on your show, shall you? Fucking bring the Saturn shite here. Right. What a way to finish your letter section on that bollocks. Oh, ruin my day. That is the letter section. And always, if you want to join in, go to patreon.com forward slash wars and you can join in and write some shite to me. Let's get into the news section, shall we? Which we call Patch 99.0. So patch 99.0 is our news section where I look at what's been going on in the world of gaming and sprinkle my own thoughts about it. Now, there's only two bits of news here and the main one I think is fantastic. In a world first, Tetris. Tetris, a 13 year old has beaten Tetris. I couldn't believe it when and I've seen the video, it's amazing. 13-year-old from America called Willis Gibson has beaten the game. So what we mean by that, I think it's after 48 minutes of playing Tetris, the game crashed because there was no more coding left and the game went... Bleh. It was thought to be impossible. And bear in mind how long Tetris has been out, especially for the NES. It's been out for many, many, many years and because no one had done it. And he did it. He reached a level 157. But when you look at the video, it says level 18. That's not the case. But it just does. It's basically he's reached the kill screen. Like, he killed the game. And he's ecstatic. He's over the moon. And fair play. Because who thought? It could have gone on forever. We didn't know. But it, it died like Pac-Man. Like Donkey Kong. They just die. They just fail. So, in reality, this is a world record. And no matter what, this kid's a legend. This kid will be in the video game books fit. His name will be synonymous. We're, we're going to hear him forever. They'll probably make a freaking Netflix. Netflix are already probably making a documentary about this right now. 
Because after he did that great achievement, right, to kind of make this even better, now not that this is good, but it's good publicity, and there, a Sky News, a UK um, publisher, publication, main news broadcaster, they had uh, a bit, they were covering it, and Jane Secker was covering the script. Oh, sorry, he's covering what happened and went through it all. And literally, she goes like, yeah, he's done it, uh, well done. And then all of a sudden, she comes out with, speaking as a mother, uh, they're my children, basically, she says, go outside, get some fresh air, beating Tetris is not a life goal. I was like, wow. what? Wow. You're literally talking about the section and how good he's done and it's a life achievement, and then you go shit on him. I bet that wasn't in the script. No way was in that in the script. Because I think that's I think that's disgusting to do that against a thirteen year old. Right, jokes aside, people say about gaming that basically gamers have that stereotype they just waste their lives and sit inside the the Eric Cartman sort of character from the World of Warcraft episode of South Park. There is that stereotype, but we don't know what this kid's up to. He could have been just playing that for a bit, and he's thirteen. Fuck, let him live his life. Let him live his fuck. Everyone has their own things in life. Like, if, if there was a tennis player, 13-year-old, you'd be absolutely going crazy. The world's going shit hot for Littler, this 16-year-old darts player from Britain. And credit to him, he's done really well. But because he plays video games, oh, go outside and get some fresh air. Fuck off. And do you know what? This is going to sound really hard, Jane Secker. You're a parent. Guess what? When your kids die, they're probably not going to be known for anything. Willis Gibson will be known in history forever. Now, it sounds quite crude saying that, but it's kind of true. My name's not going to go down in history. I don't think it will. It's not. But this guy, Willis, he will. Whenever they talk about Tetris now, his name will always be linked to it. 100%. And that is an achievement in itself. It will always be in the book it will never disappear even if every other person in the world does that achievement now doesn't matter it's been done and he was the first to do it it's like arnold schwarzenegger everyone thinks it's impossible until someone actually does it there you go willis so netflix are probably loving this because the fact that yes he's done it then you've got jane secker saying this shite so it's gonna probably oh, let's make a documentary out of this it'll be great and netflix gives away money to everything so they'll do it just freaking ridiculous. Well done, Willis. I'm happy with you, mate. You, you live your life. Do what you want to do. Jesus, do what you want to do. Okay, and the final thing, because there's not much that's been going on. It's been after Christmas, isn't it? So kind of, it's very slow. The official Xbox, to Xbox toaster is announced, and it imprints the Xbox logo on your bread. <laughs> Remember we had the Xbox mini fridge? Well, here comes the next appliance. It's the toaster. I think it's hilarious. Like, basically, the, the toaster itself looks like an Xbox Series S. And then, basically, you can have... Um, you put your toast in, and it'll actually burn in the Xbox logo. Again, would you need that? For me, I love my toast, but I don't think I'd do it. But still, that's fucking brilliant. Just to have it there. Like, Sony probably thinking, shit, why don't we do that? Nintendo probably haven't all... It's probably a thing in Japan anyway. We just don't see it. But Sony are probably regretting it now. Like, shit, we should have had that out for Christmas. If that had been out for Christmas, I would have got it. I would have got it out for Christmas. I guarantee I would have. Because I'm that sort of sucker who would buy a PlayStation 1 and not an Xbox 1. Ah, oh, pathetic, aren't we? Right, that is the news. Said not much going on. Very slow, very slow. Because basically, once the Game Awards happen, no one gives a shit anymore. That's it for a while. 
Let's move into our free section, shall we, which we call Stick It Up Your Jinjo. So, Sticking Up With Jinjo is our free section which anyone can play and usually I'll put these posts up on Facebook and what I want to know is what has been your gaming achievement or gaming frustration of the week? I want to hear what they are. So first of all, first of all Gordon Whaley says, got past that yellow e Emmy in Metroid Dread. Should have been simple but that thing speed makes taking it out difficult. Fair enough, you did an Emmy. I don't care. Doing any Emmy in Metroid Dread is fantastic because those things move like a motherfucking cheater. Christ. Scared the shit out of me, they do. Because you need to get the perfect angle on them. And it's not just like a one shot to the face. You need to blow off their sometimes a protective face. Then hit them with an almighty bullet. And holy shit, those things move. You need to get in the perfect angle and wait. Then you've got to get the perfect aim. And your heart's going boom, 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 boom as you're trying to do it. The Emmy doesn't give a shit about that. All it wants to do is stab you in the face. So well done, Gordon. You've got harder battles coming for you, but well done to you. Well done. Let me know when you finish the game. Gareth Ward says, I beat Mario Wonder. Fluff Puff Peaks climb to the beat. To the beat. Oh, fuck. I nearly got that then. Beat Mario Wonder. Fluff Puff Peaks climb to the beat. There we go. Then realized I didn't get the purple flowers and did it again. Then my SD card bricked itself. Oh, shit. Probably because you did too well. The game's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You're not meant to do that so well. That's meant to be more of a challenge. We thought, fuck you. Uh, do you know what? I, Mario Wonder's still sitting there. Still sat there. I mean, it's a quick drink. Hang on. Ah, quick beer. Um, my, yeah, my Mario Wonder's still sat there. And it hasn't come out of the package yet just because other games are on the, the pipeline. Oh, so when I get to do Fluff Puff Peaks Climb to the Beat, I'm getting better at it now. I hope my SD card doesn't poo itself either. But well done, Gareth. Oh, I hope you get it fixed and I hope it hasn't wrecked everything. Oh, it's bricked, isn't it? Shit. Ooh. Sorry, Gareth. Ooh. Hope you haven't lost too much. Lero Clark says, Last day of Battlefield Bad Company 2, PS3 online today. After a couple of games, my PS3 refused to join matches with my buddies. Oh, no. You spent two hours trying to join, gave up eventually. Oh, well. Oh, that shit. Yeah, look. Eventually... Lobbies die, don't they? And they, they can't keep the servers... The, the online gameplay goes because they can't keep the servers open. But that's shit. Especially one of your favourite games. Yeah, that's... It's harsh, you know? Like, on one way, I kind of wish. Just please keep them open. Please keep the servers open. But on the other hand, they kind of get... Well, they can't keep everything alive forever. And then you had a PS3 game. And Battlefield, Bad Company 2. How long ago was that? You know, we were talking over 10 years ago. Easy. So, it's how long do they want to keep them open for? So, I'm sorry... I am sorry, Lee. I really am, because I mentioned that's gutting. Especially when I play with your mates, so... Oh, that shit. And again, some, you know, we want to go to the future ones, but some of them aren't as good. You want to go to something like Modern Warfare 2. You want to play the original Modern Warfare 2? That game was a corker. That game was awesome. I don't want to play Modern Warfare 3. That looks shit. Or the new one, no. I want to play the old ones. And finally, Edgar Ricardo Cervantes Pasanina. I hope I got that right. This boss fight versus... Ali Haro? I spent more than one hour trying to beat this dude. Right, who are you on about? Let's Google him. Now, I'm about to Google this. It looks like it's from Dante's Inferno. 
Okay, that's what I've got with. I can't give you any more than that. He looks a scary motherfucker. Um, he looks a bit of a mess. Move out the way, video. Fuck's sake, video. He looks a scary motherfucker. Jesus, there is some horrible imagery in this game. Jesus, and there's boobies. He looks very rude. He looks like a naughty human being, but also very gluttonous. So, well done uh, for beating him. I've never played Dancers Inferno. Is that any good? I need to... There's so many games. Like, that's an Xbox... Is that an Xbox 360 game, Dante's Inferno? I think. Bosses greet... Um, I need to work it. I need Dante's Inferno. I know they made a TV series out of it. I, I know there's so much I need to see. There's so much Infernopedia. I, I'm, I'm not stopping now. Dante's Inferno. I want to know what game it's on. Okay, it's EA 2010, so we've got a while. Yeah, Xbox 360. Oh, it came out on everything. Okay, all right. So one day, yes, we will play We will play that, and I will see actually what it's like. Sorry to go on a bit of a tangent there, but my mind was racing. It needed to know. So you spent more than one hour doing it. Well, that sounds pretty Dark Souls-y-like. So yeah, well done. I hope the next guy isn't going to give you two hours worth of trouble. What a pain in the arse some of these bosses are. But well done, Edgar. I'm very pleased for you. Right, let's move on to our next Patreon game, which we call Survive or Die. Now, Survival Die is our final Patreon section where we get either two video game characters, video games themselves, franchises, anything really, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is armed with Shao Kahn's hammer dressed in Earthworm Jim's suit, and we ask the question, which one of them should have their brain smashed in and which one of them should live to fight another day? Now, as we're talking Mega Man, I decided I want to look at one of the other worlds of Mega Man, Mega Man X in particular, and I want to look at some of their main characters. X the Mega Man protagonist, or his co-buddy, Zero, who is the red one with golden hair. I haven't really played much. I've only played Mega Man X, but I know when the series goes forward, Zero becomes more involved. But I asked you guys, which one of them should live and which one of them should die? Now, I do have an answer myself, but I am willing to hear what you guys say, and I can have my mind twisted. Raging Demon says, Zero doesn't jump in to help X when he is getting bodied, and yet he somehow survives. Zero's stupid mullet rat's tail thing gets caught in a turbine, engine, lava, etc. He's a he's robot scalped and dies because of it. Fair enough. It, it is... I don't know. It's not... I wouldn't say that's a rat tail. Don't you start. You're an Aussie. Rat tail is a rat tail. That is a beautiful lock of hair. Now, for those who don't know what a rat tail is... Okay, it's an Aussie... It's dead... Oh, as far as I know, in Aussie. Imagine you get the, the shittest bit of long hair, right? And you braid, like... Five strands of hair, right? You shave the rest of your back of your head, but just have these five long braided bits of hair sticking off the back of your head so it looks like a rat's tail. It's disgusting. Every time I see, so like, kids, usually kids, I want to just cut it. Ugh. Disgraceful. Probably have some mother coming after me going, Ah, oh, you fucking can't. Fucking can't. That's what they sound like. Bogans, they really do. And Raging Demon, I've seen you what you look like in real life. You could, if you had a rat, you could easily pull off a rat tail, mate. 
you've got that sort of face. You really do. He's gonna he's gonna hear this. I'm I'm speaking to him on Thursday. He's gonna come after me. I know he is. Uh, Storm Beagle says, X survives because he's so fucking awesome. Zero swoops in and helps you in a way that makes you think he must be fucking awesome as well. But I like range attacks, so Zero must go. Yeah, so X is like a long-ranged Mega Mega Man, whereas Zero has a big-ass sword. Yeah, I prefer... Oh, which one do I... I wasn't going to say which one I prefer then, because that might give him some of my thoughts away. Um, X is awesome. He gets awesome by the end of Mega Man X. He does really cool. Captain N says, Oh, sure, Zero looks good. Has a sword and long-flowing blonde hair and blue eyes. Zero is Aryan. Mega Man X is kind of like a robot with a thick cannon and the ability to steal souls from others. Mega Man is a ginger. <laughs> Anyways, I'd take out Zero. He's all like, I'm so badass, I'll leave the killing to you while I go off and pretend to help. All the while, Mega Man X grows and becomes more awesome and actually saves the day. Oh, sure, there are spin-off games with Zero, but that is also how many people played them. Zero. Bye-bye, you Aryan fuck. Jesus Christ. He's gone... F I've never seen Captain N give such an aggressive answer. Bye-bye, you Aryan fuck. Wow. What wolf? Strong words then. Jesus. And finally, Chris Goplin says, X survives because he's Mega Man. You think you can survive because you have a cool sword and long hair? We already have Ken. Try hard. Besides, X has been destroyed and had to be put back together again by Zero. While Zero may have been the one we all wanted to play as back in the day, today I'm burying his ass. Yeah. Yeah. I... I'm kind of with the same thing. I do love the design of Zero, but Mega Man X is pretty badass. Like, you think Zero's going to be the hero, but then he just fuck all. And he's like, ah. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I should say, besides, X has never been destroyed. X hasn't been destroyed. Yeah, Zero did. Zero got destroyed in the first Mega Man X. Spoiler! And yeah, I'm kind of with everyone. Yeah, Zero can have his head smashed in. This, this topic may have to come back after I've played a few more of those games. Because I haven't played... I've only played Mega Man X. I haven't played any of the other ones. And I said this series has a long way to go. So I have a lot more games to play. So I eventually will... Because I haven't played a Mega Man game. What's the last one I played? I think it was Battle Network. Because I, I finished Mega Man 64 a while ago. And then did Battle Network. Which we've still got to do an interview for. So I haven't played Mega Man. Oh, and I'm saying that's a lie. I played Mega Man 2. Yeah. Chris is probably going, you fucker, I played Mega Man 2, you played Mega Man 2? I did, I played Mega Man 2 the other week. Um, so yeah, I'll play Mega Man for a while. <laughs> it's just so many games, so many games I'm on the go, it's, I constantly lose count of which ones. I have this board up here, right? There's a board, and I can, oh, I can say, I can mark off Act Razor, that can now go. Uh, and then tomorrow, I'm recording Earthbound Beginnings, that can go. And he's just trying to keep a track of all these games I've recorded. Oh, God, my head's just battered sometimes. All right, thanks, guys. Oh, I should say, yeah, as I've already said, yeah, X is, zeros get his brain smashed in. I'll just confirm that point. Thank you, guys, for your advice. I always listen to it. Sometimes I ignore it. Sometimes I really take it to heart. So what have I been up to? As I said, I went to cricket, um, and then it's back to work. And let's say the big news. So I said earlier I was building a fence. I was building a fence, and the reason why I'm building a fence is because part of the garden was insecure. And the reason we need to secure the garden was because we are getting a dog. And he is coming on Wednesday. Went to see him yesterday. We got approved. And his name is Pat. Pat, the little Jack Russell. So the family, the Carroll family, has gone from three to four. So a one step. I think a little Baba, another little Baba will be the final nail in the coffin. That will be the family complete. 
Um, so I'm very excited. Pat, the almighty ruler, will be coming on Wednesday. He's a one-year-old little puppy. He's so adorable. Uh, I'm really looking forward to him coming here. Um, the wife, the boss, is so happy. She can't wait. She's so happy. And little Hiccups is so excited as well. It's her first proper dog. So, yeah, everyone is happy. So you will, you'll see more of Pat. Pat will be on. Hopefully, I might be able to get him to come on the show. He's not doesn't seem to bark yet, but we'll find out if he barks. And if he barks, he's going to come on the show at some point. So, yeah, I can't wait. Very excited me. Very excited. All right. What have I been playing? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, I have finished Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Movie for the Sega Genesis Mega Drive. I finished that on the train. That was the mystery game I played for Raging Demon. and recording that on Thursday. I am playing Dragon Quest IV and having a ball with it on the DS. I like it so much, I went and bought the NES cartridge in Japanese, which I'm never going to play. It just looked cool. And because Breath of Fire 2 can go suck a dick, I was like, right, I need some palate cleanser. Play Dragon Quest IV, having the time of my life. I don't think I'm far off finishing Dragon Quest IV. I've done quite well. I, again, it's one of those RPGs you can just sit there and grind. And I enjoy the grind on this game. It's actually quite nice and relaxing, unlike Breath of Fire fucking 2. Um, so, yeah, Dragon Quest IV will be done soon. And then, oh God, after that... What have we got? I've got to do Metroid 2. Then Aaron from the Superstar Saga podcast gave me another weird Japanese game he wants me to finish. Um, I've got to do Alex the Kid. I've got... Yeah, it, it continues. It just continues non-stop, which is great. Again, I love it. I'm never going to change. I think it's fantastic. All right. I've been going on long enough, haven't I? Let's get some of your thoughts on Mega Man 64. Raging Demon says, this game looks dumb. Fair enough. That's everything you need to say summed up with four words. Well done. Storm Beagle. I've not played this game, but looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Everything I've seen and heard does not make me want to play this one. It looks late 90s as hell, though. It does. It screams like old Saturday morning cartoon, but it does have that feel of like, a, you know, the late 90s trying to work out what the fuck works and um, what works in 3D. That's that feel. Yeah, and the audio's dreadful. We'll get into that. Captain N says, This game is a great concept built before its time. Modern controls are all that really needs to become a top-tier action RPG. I wish Capcom would start to show Mega Man 64 or Legend some goddamn love and remake or update this game with modern controls. And I couldn't agree more. I am kind of with him on that. If this had better controls, this would be a much better game. Because you have tank controls and Jesus Christ, he, he handles so badly. Oh, but... There's nothing saying you couldn't make a Mega Man, you know, now on a Nintendo Switch. Give it to somebody else if Capcom aren't going to do it themselves, and you could have a very easy, you know, game that could sell. Uh, Captain N says, Chris, hang on, hang on. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I confused myself in the comments, so there's two more comments to go. Captain N, uh, Chris Kathleen says, Captain N makes a good point about how this game sucks and you should have played Mega Man Legends. That game is so much better. For starters, it's not the on 64. Yes, I know I should have played Mega Man Legends. I know I should have played the PlayStation version. This is Dave's fault. Blame Remember 64 podcast. Ha! <laughs> oh, God, God, this game. Oh, now we've got... Trust me, there's there's worse games we've covered on with me and him, definitely. And Captain N comes back and says, Chris Copley nails it on the head with his take on the N64 being a piece of junk. Games were better than when the controller didn't look like a sex toy. 
Yeah, the, the less I say about that, the better, isn't it? All right, I've been going off long enough. It's time for me to go on to the show. Yet me and Dave had... This is on our spinny wheel, the roulette wheel, and this is what it landed on. And we both committed. We both committed, guys. And we often use our own footage, so he will use this for his own show, which is great, because I want him to grow as well, because he's a great guy. He does some really good other games as well. You should give his show a listen. And that's it, really. You'll find the link in, his, in the description below. Oh, I should say, before we go moving on, episode 100 next week we are hitting episode 100 holy shit holy shit and the guest i will announce it now what we are doing it's probably obvious the game the game will be final fantasy 7 for episode 100 my favorite game of all time and i think very fitting for it to be on there and the guest well we have a special treat for you i have managed to secure canada's number one gaming podcast in the land his name is mr adam blank from remember the game he graciously came onto the show we've done the recording we fucked up a few weeks in a row but we got it done and he's coming on and there's a lot of dick sucking let's just put it like that time on my knees for most of the episode but i was so happy to basically meet my podcasting idol and we had a really good chat and he's a great guy and i'm looking forward to everyone listening to that next week as I said, there'll be promotion stuff will be coming up in the next few days. But please, everyone, give that to listen for episode 100. And it'll be our bumper show. And we'll talk about what's going to be happening in the future of the show. What I want to do for streaming. What I want to do with YouTube. And what I want to do for my charity goal. That is all going to be discussed in the next week. For next Sunday, Monday, when I get the episode out. But yes, please join me for that. But that is then. This is now. And I am going to put some music on. And when I come back, me and Dave from Member 64 Podcast are going to be talking about Mega Man 64, which came out in America in January the 10th, 2001. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning to the show once more is Dave from the Remember the 64, Remember the 64, Remember 64 podcast. How are you? Well, both works, really. I mean, I always consistently call it the 64. I don't I don't know how often, like if you're talking in a regular conversation, um, I, I always call it the 64. I always have. I don't know. And also, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've always referred to it, isn't it? No, I've never called it the 64. Actually, yeah, it's either you call it 64 or N64, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think part of what it is is the whole, like, joke of parents not knowing the difference between a Super Nintendo, a Nintendo 64, a PlayStation, an Xbox. Like, it's always just, oh, that's your video game system, so we're just going to call it an Xbox. Or, oh, we're just going to call it the Nintendo. Um, and well, when I said the, That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, go play Nintendo. Go play. There's no such thing as a Nintendo. There is no such thing as a Nintendo, but that's what Ex they always think. Exactly, exactly. So I, th I wonder if that's where it, where it came from is because like at the time I had Game Boys, you know, multiple Game Boys when this was out. I had the, mm. the original, the color, and the GBA. I had all three of those. And I think my way of differentiating them was probably just saying, oh, the 64 and the Game Boy. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm just sifting through my memories or what I think might be memories of why I would call it the 64. I still do. It's still in my, uh, 
in my speech pattern of, of how I would refer to it. So, um, it's still but yeah, ingrained. yeah, it is. See, this is the thing we are talking about the 64. Um, and <laughs> today, this is so, this is, oh, this is so naughty. This game, this game <laughs> we're talking about is Mega Man 64. And now I remember at the time when we did the wheel and I was like, Oh no. Because it looks shit. The first yeah. screenshot. I was like, this looks terrible. And then played it, completed it, followed a guide. And then you find out, or I found out very quickly, hang on, this actually is not Mega Man 64, a new game. It's Mega Man Legends that came out for the PlayStation 1. It's just a port of it. I had no I had no idea. I, I've seen... I think what I what it is is that I just assumed it was the exact same game that came out at the exact same time because I recognized mm. the cover. As a kid, I never played this game on either of these consoles, and I didn't really know much about it, not going to lie. I kind of went in and thinking, oh, it's Mega Man. I know it's 3D. That much I knew. Um, but one of, one of my earliest memories of this game is seeing it on the shelf at whatever store I was in around that time to purchase uh, games for 64 or rent them or whatever, the price tag on this thing at that time when this game was out was, I think it was 80 or $90 for the cartridge. Wow. Which, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes that comes into play with like imports and things. Like, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I just remember thinking like, I already am so, so on Mega Man games. I'm not just going to give this a shot. I should rent it, if anything. And then I never got around to it. So this was my first time playing it. Uh, was it for you? Is this your first time going through it? Yeah, it was my first time playing it because I'm not... I've never been a big Mega Man fan. Um, and it's just because it just wasn't... They weren't on my radar. Like, the only games yeah. I played before were... For the show, were Mega Man X and Mega Man Battle Network. They were mm. the only Mega Man games I played. So this was the third one. Oh, and wow. as I've... As I found out very quickly, this is like another world where you've got Mega Man, the NES games. Then you've got the X series, which are on the Super Nintendo. The Legend, so the Network series is its own world as well. And Legends is its own world. So I think there's four different actual dimensions and timelines of Mega Man. So this is completely different. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a, I wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting, but it doesn't follow any of the actual previous games at all no robot masters none of that it's complete it's an rpg which is like i wasn't used to this i wasn't ready for that yeah. <laughs> that's i i i didn't really think it was like going in that it would be that would have rpg elements i just assumed like oh they'll take the controls and you know some of the some of the baddies and enemies and stuff like that and you'll sort of just play it in more of a 3d plane and stuff and honestly this is um to me based on the character models based on the world, a little bit the story, um, you know, just the way things are presented and stuff. This is like a Mega Man anime game. That's what it felt like. Yes, felt, that's yes, it's a really Mega Man anime. Yeah, and and it looks like that. Some of the some of the the voice acting is kind of like that. I know it's sort of hard to sort of translate things sometimes. The voice acting is very hit and miss depending on what scene you're doing and stuff. But it felt like that. So I I actually like the fact that it felt like it was that like an anime which is not generally my thing but like an anime style come to life which you know it's not smooth edges because it's a 64 it doesn't look fantastic uh but just the fact that they did that i was like okay i kind of get what they're doing with this direction and i appreciated that part of it it's 
it's things that come after or added on to the presentation that I'm like, meh, so so eh. with. But yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of there's bitchy, there's mostly, eh. yeah, this is the thing. This game is so they came out as legends on the PlayStation, yeah, and that was three to four years prior to this game coming out. So crazy, like, that's that's naughty. That is literally a huge cash grab. And when you think of it, let's look at, you know, time-wise. So, Legends came out on the PlayStation before Majora's Mask. Sorry, before Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Okay? So, we, we talk, we'll talk about the camera, the, the movement, the targeting. This is before Ocarina of Time. Mega Man 64 came out after Majora's Mask, after the PlayStation 2 had just been released. It's it doesn't it doesn't add up, it's man. A, it just does not it, add up. <laughs> it's a very shitty cash grab. Very I, shitty cash grab. By what's what's Capcom. interesting with that as well is that it may, maybe it is, but I also find it hard to believe that they were really that sure that this many people were going to buy and play this game. It just doesn't. It doesn't sell or it doesn't scream, hey, this is Mega Man, as much as what I am familiar with, which is the first three to four and the X series. And no, mm. I'm not very good at them. Like, to me, Mega Man is Mega Man X, X2, and and the first few, which are the ones that I always played growing up, or at least tried to play because I suck at them. Um, to me, this doesn't... It's just... Just the cover alone is like, hey, it's Mega Man, and he doesn't have his helmet on. It's like this is just some kid yeah. in a blue suit. <laughs> it, it's oh, the thing that you see the box art. He doesn't have it. It's just him like turned in a three D mode. The box art's fucking dreadful. It looks disgusting. It's brutal. It's, like, it's boring. It's boring. It's a hundred percent boring. That could be one of the reasons when I when I mentioned that story before of me seeing it on the shelf. It was just like, well. Yeah, I can look at a couple of the screenshots on the back, or I can look at it maybe in a Nintendo Power or Game Pro or something. Like maybe I could see like screenshot, but I'm not gonna seek out and maybe like grab this game off the off the blockbuster uh, shelf, for example, to even rent if it just looks like I I don't know some some kid with spiky hair. Like it just doesn't it yeah. doesn't sell it very well. And I know that's not the only reason why this may not be as much of a cash grab as as I may assume it is, but. It also just doesn't. It just doesn't sell itself well, even to start. So if you were to rent this game, I don't know that those first few hours or couple hours would have gotten me to grab onto it and be like, "Oh hell yeah, I am in. I have to rent this again next weekend." Well, it's in the Japanese box art is at least decent. It's a bit of a cartoony thing. Like, you can oh, see I didn't even look at that. I'm gonna there. look at. I'm gonna yeah, look at that now. The Jap. I've looked at the Japanese one. It's way better. Like, put that on. <laughs> Often you they are. This, you want to sell this game as an anime game? Use the Japanese box art, and you—I would have been more interested. Oh, it's way better. Art. Yeah, it looks. See? It looks. You're right. It looks like uh, you like a sort of thumbnail that you'd see on on you know a streaming service nowadays for an anime, for example. Like it's it's go. right there. It looks great. There we go. See, way better. Yeah. And the, oh, it's just a terrible. Like, okay, let. It is basically Mega Man with anime. That's it. I suppose you should talk about the plot because there is a plot, and yes, it's a bit more detailed than it is. Most Mega Man games ha don't really have like a bare bones plot. This thing, full again, full blown anime. So basically, the world's been flooded, 
and now society is kind of stabilized and it's like Waterworld. We're basically Waterworld. Um <laughs> What's the Zelda, you know, the Wind Waker, basically oh, Wind Waker, that's the situation yeah. we're in. Yeah. <laughs> so society's now resolved itself, but basically the world's fucked. So I imagine billions <laughs> died. And basically they have these people who dig to find these things called refractors. And you're part of this team of diggers. And the whole point is that someone, you know, is basically hoping that there's a legend of the Motherlode. The Ooh, Motherlode, yeah. which will provide endless energy. And you, as a dig, as part of a digger team, are trying to find these refractors, like energy cores to make money. And you're partnered with Roll and her grandpa. And that's the plot, basically, to begin with. Until you crash on an island. Um, your ship, the Flutter, falls on an island called Catalog. And it basically starts off with, we better just help get our stuff sorted. Uh, get our ship sorted. And then you, you land on this island and you realise, hang on, considering the world's meant to be pretty fucked, this catalogue island's doing pretty well. It's like a whole city. <laughs> it's like everyone seems fine. Oh, it's a, um, it's like a whole full-on civilization thing. They got a mall, they got streets, they got yeah. everything's good. Yeah, it doesn't seem all that bad. They got a nice forest. Like, it doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> they've got a government. They've got everything. Yeah, they got They're a government, yeah. <laughs> They've got a government. You can play mini games where you can kick a dog. I might well get into that. You can kick a dog. And basically, it then divulges into the island's going to get destroyed. It's like, whoa, and it's going to be purged. Holy shit, this jumped up a notch. And <laughs> yeah, pure anime. And it's, it's, it really is. And I didn't mind that. I was like, great. Give me something to sink my teeth into. I, I thought the plot was okay. I thought it was okay. I, I was like, that's fine. I agree. I actually think, like, to me, I, I mean, you've played the Battle Network games. I, I think those have a little bit of a story to them. I don't know. I've never played them. But for me, Mega Man is, okay, you're Mega Man. You're there to just take out these bosses and do these stages, get your powers, and that's the mm. game, right? Totally mm -hmm. fine. I, I'm good with that. Like, mm -hmm. I need, like, simplicity works for me, especially when they were out in the mid-90s and early 90s. Great. I, I'm all for it. So I never really, like, I expected there'd be some sort of story here. And, and they, yeah, you're right. They, like, they went for it. And I think, they you know, it goes, go. it goes some really wacky places, which sort of plays into the anime thing. Um, but to set it up, I, I think it's pretty good. I, I think the getting off on the wrong foot kind of thing to me is that there's not a whole lot to do with the gameplay when you start. But when the story mm. starts and, and starts ramping up and takes some turns here and there... Those things still kind of work, even if they were a little bit insane every once in a while. Um, so I agree. And and I, and I will say, one of my favorite parts of the story happens literally right off the bat. And I think it's even before you start the game. Uh, but it's definitely when you start a new game. Is the way that they read the, the sort of story crawl at the beginning. The person that oh, reads God. that is just... I don't know. They are hamming it up like it is... I don't know if that's on purpose or not. I mean, I guess it, they're supposed to... But man, it is so goofy. <laughs> it's so it's, funny. I loved it. <laughs> it, it, it. Yeah, if you want to go, what the fuck is this game? Listen to the opening story crawl. Yeah. The guy, whoever they decided to hire that, said, they're coming for the motherload. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, you know it's what like, it is? It's like he's trying to um, tell a story to a little kid. 
and they yes. can't find the, they can't find the book that that they're supposed to read that night before bed. So he has to like create the scene with all these voices <laughs> and all this different tone and like I was just like I could close my eyes and probably picture what this dude's trying to say. It's hilarious. <laughs> And the problem is, is like one of the huge problems. This thing is all voice acted, and we could, I'll praise a lot of the voice acting. But on mm-hmm. the N64, the audio is dreadful. It's one of the worst I've ever heard. Yeah. So, whereas the PlayStation version, I went and had a look. The PlayStation version sounds nice and crisp. You've got that mm-hmm. CD quality, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, this is what the N64 sounds like. I have a cushion because my chair is shit behind me. That's what it sounds like the whole time. Okay, Megadon, I'm coming. This is like, thank fuck for text. Because it's so bad. I, I, I know what's up, they were Bruce. What's up, Megadon? What's up? <laughs> That's what it sounds That's like. What it sounds like. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad. And then you see it on. You, you go back to the PlayStation versions just to compare. You're like, holy shit, that sounds amazing. This Massive is three difference. years later? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just points to the limitations of the cartridge, right? And and why yes. I think around this time, which is, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, and Nintendo just kept banging their head against the wall with cartridges and the only ones doing it. Um, I, I mean, obviously until the GameCube, but... It's just it just shows you that like they try they they packed a decent amount into this game like it is not a small game there's there's no. a lot of characters there's a lot of voice acting there is a decent amount of it it's like I would say seventy percent of it's like voice acted which I fully appreciate mm-hmm. for sure um and and you know it's yeah it's not a short game and there's a decent amount of stuff going on in a lot of the scenes and stuff but like yeah unfortunately the voice acting is is there but it's it just, yeah, it sounds like they're talking through a pillow, just like you said. Absolutely. And the N64, I think, also struggles because, like, graphically, okay, you have to remember the time when this game came out. I, I, yeah. gi- I give it a pass for Legends, but I don't give it a pass then for N64. So for the Mega Man 64 because of the time difference. So it, it doesn't look that good, like, when you consider it, it was the end of the N64 lifestyle. Yeah. It's got its problems. Like, don't get me wrong, I like how the characters, they because they're anime-esque, they can have a lot of emotions on their face. Yep. That's great. Yep. That's yep. fine. I agree. But I agree. The game, the game itself looks very, very old. It looks very of its time. And again, as I said, if it was Legends, I'd give it the pass. Mm-hmm. And... You look. The buildings look basic. The enemies look. The enemies look quite good. Good designs. But it's all clunky and squarey and stuff. But when you play the N sixty four version and you go through towns and stuff, to show how much the game can't manage. When you look at things in the distance, it has that South Park approach where there's like this white mist, yeah. and when you basically go up to it, then the white mist disappears. And I was like, "Fuck, that just looks so shit." Yeah. Then again, you go to the PlayStation version, and there's no white mist. <laughs> the, like, footage, the footage I looked at, it's it's like significantly less. Like every once in a while, there is some because it's just it's part of sort of programming the game to be able to handle you know distance and all that. So this whole like mm. fog fog of war thing, like I get why it's yeah. there, but it it is just it's so much. Like you can't see more than probably twenty feet in front of your character at all times. It's yeah. wild. So bad on the on Mega Man sixty four. It's so bad. The fog of war. It's barely there on the PlayStation, and it makes it such a better looking game. 
And yeah. I was like sitting there going, cursing you, going, you fucker, why didn't you just make me play Mega Man Legends instead? Why didn't you play Mega Man 64? I was like, Jesus. <laughs> because I have a 64 oh. podcast. I'm so sorry, Danny. I'm so sorry. Well, that's change, change direction. There should I be just like pivot. a. I got- <laughs> Just pivot if there's a better version. If I came out oh before. Mega, Mega Man 64. Switch. Yeah, Mega Man 64 is going to make me pivot from to a completely different console. Never mind just this one game. <laughs> yeah, the show is gone. The show has changed. I, if there was ever a time I looked at an N64 and gone, I hate you. It was this moment. You know what the funny thing is, right? So on the Patreon... On my Patreon, um, Chris made this big thing about one of our Patreons, Chris Scott Blaine, uh, from the Retro Hangover podcast. There's your plug. He always gets There it is. Um, There it is. Now, he mentioned I hate N64. I said, I don't hate the N64. I like the N64. I had an N64. Playing this game made me think I hate the N64. Dude, there's so there's aspects of this. We'll get into the gameplay in just a sec, but there's aspects of the way that this looks. Like, it's unfortunate, right? Because we both seem to enjoy the anime features of this and the anime approach to this. Like the art style, the aesthetics in this, I think work. Even though they don't feel Mm. like those classic 2D Mega Man games that, you know, I could say that I was used to or we were used to, that's totally fine. Um, If you're going in a different direction, especially once I learned, like you mentioned earlier, that this is like a completely different timeline and sort of universe or whatever you want to call it, then it's fine. Go with a different style. Go with a different sort of take on things. Great. No problem. But it's just so much of it is hindered by the fact that this game is a few years old and the fact that the cartridge just limits them from doing things like this. Because I think, yes, the voice acting was would have been there anyways, it seems like, but it would have been so much better if there was more or it was clearer or when you're running through some of these cities or towns or underground areas... They didn't just look like, oh, a couple of posts standing in the middle of the street happen to be buildings yeah. and you're underground. And I honestly, some underground spots, I couldn't even tell where the door uh, was because the wall uh, looked the same as the door. Like they just look uh, so ugly underground and they just spend so much time in these underground yeah. areas that it it just I I don't need to have an open world, sort of, quote unquote, open world sort of thing like some of the missions are in this game. But this, I, I actually would prefer Mega Man in a tighter space, but the tighter spaces in this game don't look good at all. And it's unfortunate no. because some stuff looks good enough and then you have the fog and then you like, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's a shame. It really, it's a shame yeah. with that because I think this could be something that would look and feel a lot better. Um, but it's two of its time and its time was three years prior to when this was released. Yes, um, or 100%. more percent, <laughs> and because the dungeons look dreadful, the dungeons uh, they yeah, do they're just boring. They're boring and generic, and as again, they're a product of their time. Yeah, and yeah, we haven't even talked about essentially the gameplay because the gameplay is actually like yeah, you, if you're used to that Mega Man two D style, it's not. It's completely three D, and it's more of a third person perspective. Mega Man's right in front of you. Yep, his control style isn't great. Again, product of a time like he had tank controls. They were still trying to get used to things. You, the you can kind of you can't go left and right per se. You'd have to turn the camera. Um, to get him to move, which 
that takes some getting used to. It's very, um, it's very clunky. Like when you say tank controls, it's like it, you know, this is like a blue tank with spiky hair in front of you. Like that's mm. that's what it feels like at times. I I got used to. I don't know. Did you play with the uh, on a sixty four controller at all, or on a particular controller when you played? You it? know, I've got, I've got an N sixty four controller. I've got a PC one, so that's I don't okay. Nice to do so on that. so did you use the uh, the joystick or did you use the D pad? I used the D pad. Yeah. Okay. Because the joy the joystick. The the, yeah, the analog stick was what I went to automatically, and I was like, okay, this. Yes, this, you would. I of course. I I just it's three D game or whatever. You know, I I feel like, but with the way that you turn the camera and he sort of does his like side strafe step type of thing, it just made mm-hmm. so much more sense and just felt right doing it on the D pad. So if anyone is going to go out and play this game I, I just automatically grab the controller on the left and right side just just ignore the middle of it unfortunately like it would be nice to be able to utilize that that part of the controller but it's not necessary and because it's so tanky just use a d-pad that that'd be my recommendation it's the first time the first time in all my years of ever playing ever 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 playing an n64 i held the control that way I've never held a control that way ever. Oh, before. see, I I'm used to doing that with the wrestling games. All the wrestling games do that, um, and I'm yeah. a big fan of like the WWF and WCW games. Like I grew up with a bunch of them and stuff too. So I'm used to that. But for the most part, no, you're you're using the joystick, and and you're you're encouraged to in most games, or you have to. So um, yeah, that, but this was it, this yeah. was so weird. I was like, I don't know. I've got yeah. this middle <laughs> bit. It's it's now got a penis. It's, and I don't like it. I, I'm holding. I was like, I'm holding his legs, and it's got a penis. I don't like it. I, What's this, this third is leg? A new you concept. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a new concept to me. But you mentioned this. You mentioned the strafe. The, you could strafe. Yeah, you can. And like, literally, my strategy throughout this whole thing was just use Mega Man's Buster Gun as pea shooter and strafe any enemy, any boss strafe around them that was my tactic repeat it's, it's the only way <laughs> though man it's the, it, like it's the only way I, I don't understand how else you could you could succeed especially in the boss battles which we'll yeah. talk about boss battles in a little bit but i think like because they have such a large health bar because there's sometimes multiple stages to them or different you know abilities or whatever you got to watch out for the only like they they shoot at you and they are sort of they have a little bit of a tank control too some of them so like all you have to do is keep moving and they have yes. to kind of turn awkwardly just like you do. So I understand that might like balance things a little bit so you don't feel like you're being outmatched constantly. But the problem is is the the pea shooter, his his blaster, uh I keep forgetting what the name of it is, the buster, is that what it's called? Um I'm... basically his gun arm <laughs> is just gun arm, yeah. His yeah. gun arm his regular one, which doesn't run out of energy, which is fine all day long. Yeah, and it, and but it's just like pew pew pew, pew pew pew, pew 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 and that's it. And, and and it and it doesn't only sound like that. It feels like you're only doing pew 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 type of damage. Like it just feels like you're not making any progress most of the time. And it, unfortunately, like it would be nice. And like yes, you do pick up, you know, collectibles, and you do have different sort of things you can do later on and stuff. But it still felt a little too repetitive, especially on some of the longer fights where you're trying to figure out like there's different tasks you have to do to kind of save a city or something like that. And it's like. I get what they're going for, but the way that they they make you do the combat and just how he shoots, just yeah, just it, it's felt just tedious. Good. Yeah, and the thing is though, it's got you do have the ability to get extra guns now in the usual Mega Man games. Yeah, how you would basically do that would be 
you would beat uh, one of the masters and you get their gun, which kind of gives you an ability. It's not how this game works. Basically, you go in, you can get like upgrades, and roll will make you secret gun or make you secret, but make you special guns, and you can equip them. So you can get like a blade, you can get like a huge sniper esque gun cannon, mm-hmm. which have limited energy. The problem I find with these weapons is that. When it came to the original Mega Man games, like when I played X, you can switch by these games on the go. So I switch by these weapons on the go. Like, yep, menu switch, menu switch, menu oh, switch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got to go to roll every time. And I was oh. like, to switch? I was like, fuck that. No, I can't be arsed. I'm just sticking with the pew, 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 pew. I'm just sticking with that. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, I, and that's, that's sort of like... Um like an RPG approach, like a 90s RPG approach, yeah. I think, um, to be like, okay, well, you have this sort of like hub, I guess you could call it, or a home base kind of thing. Go back to the home base and do a thing. And, yeah. you know, nope, that's how you I'm sort of... playing that game. Yeah, and I just, you know, one, look, we're we're adults, or at least we pretend to be adults on, on our mm. shows, but, you know, we don't have the time to do that either. Like, we want to we want to play these games and experience them and talk to everybody and, and tell you about our time with them. But, like, at a certain point, spending basically what would end up being an extra 45 minutes probably of playtime to switch between all the different abilities and weapons that you have, it sounds fine to have the variety, but you got to make it easier. You're right. I think, yeah. like, I, I'm not spending the extra time to do that most of the time. I did it a few times, and I, I found it fairly enjoyable, but... The, your your playstyle changes, which I do understand a little bit at least. So I get that. Like that is good. There is variety, but it's just not good enough because everything is still clunky. Like it's not like all of a yeah. sudden, not like all of a sudden you have this like like you've mentioned like sort of sniper sort of gun thing. Like you're gonna play like everything so too super differently. It's gonna be so much easier. In some ways, it makes it harder sometimes. It's like well, what, yeah, what's my incentive? And the thing is, because you've got those tank controls, it does, it makes it more difficult to, you know, to get the game, well, the style of gameplay you want, like if you want to do with this yeah. weapon, this weapon. But if it does have a lock-on system, which that helps dramatically, the lock-on oh system. God. Holy shit, does the lock-on if, system work? If it didn't, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, um, if it didn't have that lock-on system, holy shit. Like again, this is pre-Ocarina, and I always thought Ocarina time did a lock-on system very well. I this agree. does the, agree. the lock-on system very well, and it kind of gets you over the fact that you've got to kind of, you know, you've got to strafe around, or you've got to turn the, this fucking blue thing around. If you've got the auto <laughs> thing, it automatically does it. I was like, oh, that saves a bit of a time. And again... It, with the controls, it's just practice. But I just thought, you know what? P-Shooter it is. I can't be asked upgrading. And upgrading costs a lot of money. It does. Like, no. Oh, my God. Like, no, 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 no. I think I Googled something. I think one of the weapons, a weapon, is like 2 million zenny. I was like, oh, fuck that. Oh, come on. Yeah, right. That's wild. <laughs> and this is the problem as well. It's like when you, you because you've got these shitty controls, you you, know, you beat enemies and, then, and money falls over all over the place, right? And you can collect the money, and you're like, yeah, great, I'm going to collect the money. But because you've got tank controls, it's like, eh, hang on, hang on, I'll get that money, hang on, eh, forward, back, forward, left, right, shit. And then the money starts disappearing. I was I like, was... where are you disappearing? I was Stop about... disappearing. Oh, my God. I, I was about to talk about this part exactly, where it's just like, you know, there's currency, and there's things that give you, like, health as well, drops, just like it does in every Mega Man game or any other sort of adventure game and stuff. But, like... These enemies explode or you defeat the boss or, you know, whatever it might be. 
and the things just mm. spread everywhere. Like, why Why can't it just, like, suck into Mega Man? My God, I found yeah. sometimes I just left it. One, because things were... I really just looked for health, really. But one, because things were just, like, yes, hard to, to grab. But also, like you mentioned, like, if I'm not... If I feel like I'm never going to get to that currency sort of tier that I need to to unlock the stuff, like, why am I even bothering trying over and over and over again? I could just... I just just give me the health, you know. But just some, yeah, just just give me what I want. Yeah, just give me what I want, which is the health. But sometimes, like you said, you can't even get it because it freaking disappears after a couple seconds. It's just, when does that happen in real life? It's the whole you know when someone dies in a video game, they suddenly just fade away. It's like when yeah. does that shit happen? If I threw money on the floor now, have I got like ten seconds and then suddenly the money starts going? Boop, 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 boop. Shit, it's gone. Shit, disappearing money in this economy, like. <laughs> Your fucking money's. We need that. Shit, that pays me rent. Where's shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, bread. kids. Look, it looks like we're not eating today. <laughs> yeah, sorry, kid. I'll eventually look at hiccups one day because, sorry, kid, you're dead. I'm going to have to sacrifice you. <laughs> Lord of the Flies esque. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so for, so for the most part, the sort of basic enemies, I, I agree. You also said, I think it goes back to sort of like the style, style for art choice and art style is they, they generally look good enough. Pretty good. I would say most yeah. of them are, are, are fairly good and designed well. Um, the, the basic enemies for the most part, because you have to lock on, like you said and stuff like they, they're fine. I think most of them are pretty easy to defeat. Um, mm. my, my issue with the sort of regular bot, regular enemies was yes, the lock on is there, but anything that was like airborne constantly is really tough to kind of figure out where you're walking and stuff. Cause the camera kind of yeah. gets close, <laughs> close to you. So I'll like fall off a, a cliff and then lose my aim and be like, Oh shit. Well now where do I go? And where did that enemy go? Or like one particular mission early on in the game that I, I, I understood what they were doing with it and understood what to do, but there was a decent amount of these, like, uh, 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 things, these machines in the sky picking up tanks and dropping tanks in the middle of the city and trying to demolish Town Hall and the police station mm. and stuff like that. It's fine. I, I kind of, like, you know, don't put a timer on my mission, but give me a reason to go from this spot to that spot to sort of save people and save buildings and stuff. But to stop that from happening constantly, you had to destroy the things that were carrying all the tanks in. And I found it hard to shoot them because they were in the air. And then I found it hard to see them most of the time because that stupid fog we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, because the fog. And the problem is if you don't destroy them, as I found out, this game is a fucking morality system. <laughs> right. <laughs> People... It's basically the build. If you don't stop buildings being damaged, they stay damaged. They obviously don't repair because they don't, re you know, this is a video game. You should be repairing dramatically and automatically. You should be doing it now. But it, basically, people will treat you differently if you don't save them. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, don't give, <laughs> you give me shitty controls. I could barely do anything. A shitty aim. And now you're giving me a fucking morality system. I was like, oh, piss this. Yeah, this it, is it, so annoying. And it, it didn't it didn't need it. You know, like th this kind of game, you really don't have to add that kind of layer onto it. I, I agree. It just it felt unnecessary. They just shoehorned an RPG like system in there and it just just stick with what they had. Like that actually was a big big enough thing to me that I was like, I, I don't really want I don't want to think about this. Like I don't want to think about that stuff. I just can I just keep going through these areas and through these dungeons and just start defeating bosses and bad guys like i don't i don't need to 
worry about extra shit. Like, I just am already struggling to get through some of these missions. Yeah. Do I have to add that onto it? <laughs> All I wanted to... Like, do you know what this kind of felt like? I, I kind of got bored of the gameplay, and I just wanted to find out more about the story. And it's I agree. Kind of like yep. when, I, when Mortal Kombat games come out, like the new ones, like, I don't buy them, but I like to watch the story on YouTube. Yeah, it's like a two-hour movie. This was the same sort of thing. It's like fuck the gameplay. I just want to watch what's going on in the plot because I'm intrigued with the plot. And it's like I just want to get through this shitty dungeon just so I can get some more story. That's all I want. Yeah, <laughs> I want my I, cartoon. I'm a hundred percent. Yeah, I want my cartoon exactly. I, and that's you know that's the high point of the game is that stuff. It's not incredible. It's not the best, but it is definitely better than actually playing through the game. And I mentioned it before too. It's like sometimes when you get to a boss or defeat a boss or leading up to it, even just like maybe a couple of scenes and stuff. I, I, I was, I was, I liked what surrounded the boss and I enjoyed the bosses initially, but because like I mentioned earlier, their health bars are so much larger. And like we've talked about the shooting and all those types of things are not great. After like two minutes of a boss fight, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Can we just move on? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to win this fight. I have more health than they do. I'm just running in circles. Like you mentioned, <laughs> like, can I just, can I just get to the part where we talk to the guy after and we have sort of like a little cutscene thing like that? I, I wanted that instead. Like, just let me shoot them twice. Good enough. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that that's fun. And this is the thing. Like, you play you know, your Mega Man Volnut, worst name ever. And he's like, a, like an anime, typical anime protagonist. I don't mind him. But the yeah. best thing about this game are the bad guys. And they are. Well, I say the bad guys. It's the, the Bond family. Holy yes. shit, the Bond family. You've got... Tron Bon, who is a, a female character around the same age as Roll, and basically her and Roll hate each other because they kind of both fancy Mega Man. But then I looked and I went, holy shit, Tron Bon, what? I know where I know her from. And yes. I Are you going to say the same thing I'm going to say? What? Marvel vs. Capcom? Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. 2. I was like, holy shit. Yes. I was like, that's where she's from? Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I'd never, because I knew, I knew when I saw Mob vs. Capcom 2, I was like, okay, she's Mega Man. Um, and, but I didn't know, I was like, I didn't know much more about that. And I was like, I've never, I've never seen her in Mega Man X. I've never seen her in the uh, network games. But then I learned, yeah, she came from the Legends game. Ads did the serve bots, the little Lego, pe little, little people who are so cool. I was like, oh, they're, they're so oh, they're cool. Lego. They're a hundred percent Lego for sure. <laughs> the it's like Lego mixed with minions. I was like, but they're the the cute enough not to be annoying. I was like, that's great. You you are fine. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with you guys. And her design's great. Their yeah. design's great. Her character's great. Her funny every time she comes on. But I think the the best bit is the brother. Oh, oh. my god, the brother's <laughs> so funny and. The first time you see him, he's basically sitting in a library waiting for like. I wonder what's going on here. I, <laughs> oh, I can trust Tron Bon. And the later on that you see them all, like him and Tron, the whole like bad guy, the Bond family having this meeting, and they're sitting there having a coffee. I was like, this is funny as fuck. It, I agree. And he's like you said, great design too. You know, both of them. Like, it's, yeah, it adds to it for sure. And and the over the top sort of you know, speech and the, the sort of very, I don't even know if it's anime uh, acting or whatever, but it, it, it's, oh, 100% it's very, it is. 
yeah it, it's very um it's very corny but probably purposely corny and it's over the top and whatever but yeah the those those two or i guess that group uh in in particular like is definitely the highlight i am 100 percent on on board with that i i totally agree I just love the fact like they're having like these family meetings and it's, it happens more than once. They're <laughs> yeah, just sitting yeah. around having a coffee. I was like, right, what's the plan? I was like, this is fucking amazing. I was like, do you imagine if you had like Dr. Robotnik in the sidelines sitting there having like a conference call with a coffee? Uh, that'd be so funny to see. I like, would love what it. Bad guys do. I'd love that. Like bat sitting there. Like, you know, you see Bowser in the recent film, Bowser's playing the piano. There yes. must be moments where he's sitting there and he's like, right, everyone together. And he's got like this latte. He's like, right, okay, what's the plan? I, fuck, that's so funny. And the annoying thing is I want to praise the older brother. I want to praise him so much, but I can't. I don't want to really say his name because I found out. I was like, oh, what's this guy off, the voice actor? He's not off much, and I'm not going to praise him because I eventually found out he was convicted of um, naughty things with children. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Of, distrib- of distributing naughty things with children. Not not doing stuff, but distributing, which is still fucking horrendous. Oh, my God. And then God. He, um, he deleted himself afterwards. He went to prison and deleted himself. Oh so God. that's the history of him. So, oh, you know, yeah, I know. It goes dark, doesn't it? I was like, Wow. Um, because if it had done that, I would have been I would have been singing a lot more. So yeah, fuck sure, him. fair enough. Fuck the voice, fuck the voice actor. Yeah, do yep, to the ground. Board. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know if he was on the second one. Um, but it was just it was annoying because like when I found that out, it was like proper disheartened because I liked his performance, but then I went, yeah, right, go fuck you, go fuck yourself. Yeah, um, there's a line. That's the line. They, the, there's definitely a line. Straight up, cr- straight up crossed it. <laughs> and this is the thing. I like it when bad guys are interesting. I like it when yeah. you know, there's more to them than that. But again, the only thing I wanted to see about this game was those two. I wanted to see what they were getting up to just because they were funny. Um, the only problem, as I said earlier, was that it sounded like it was being spoke for a cushion, which was frustrating. <laughs> and it, do you know what? I like the world it was trying to build. I know mm-hmm. people said, oh, it's not Mega Man. It's not what it is. Well, yeah, it's not Mega Man. Mega Man, Leg- Mega Man Battle Network wasn't Mega Man. That was completely different if you ever played Battle Network on the GBA. That's so different. It's ridiculous. I, I really want to try those games. They look they look interesting to me. I want to try them. Like that's not Mega Man esque at all. That's a card game with like I don't know how you describe it. It's like a, it's like a I don't know how the hell you describe Mega Man <laughs> Battle Network. I I loved it. I but I I hated the story, but I loved the gameplay. Mm. Uh, which is the complete reverse with this one, but. People, I know people were desperate for a traditional Mega Man game on an N64. I get that. But the whole everyone wants to do 3D, you know, stepping away from 2D meant that maybe traditional Mega Man wasn't the way forward. And I know this game had a sequel and a prequel, a trombone prequel. But I would love them to actually go back now and maybe try this again. Maybe try a, a new Legends game on a new, you know, on a Switch or something like that. And let's see how it does, because everyone would know this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be more RPG elements, and it's not going to be a traditional Mega Man game. But you can fix the camera. You can fix everything else about this game. And I thought you, you can. I think you can make it a decent game. I, I agree. I think that if it had like a little bit of a touch-up, even you know if they didn't fully remaster it, that's totally fine. But if you did modern controls, if you maybe changed a little bit of the systems with getting new weapons and abilities and stuff like i think that could 
potentially help it as well, but like just modernize some of the stuff um, could be enough. I mean, keep the story the same, even keep the voice acting. It's totally fine. Like just make it, make it that game. That's, that's fine. But yeah, if you, if you change the way that this game played, some of those like minor things that they could change would add up to something so much better, I think. So yeah, I think that's what they, I'm on board. I, I agree. I think it definitely would. And, like, keep the mini games as well. Well, like, the only mini game I <laughs> I played in this was one where you're kicking a ball. Uh, like, it's like a fairground ride. You know, like, the, well, the best oh, way to describe it, you know, yeah. ducks are moving along. It's similar to that, but basically you've got, like, a man being chased by a dog, and you've got to kick a ball at the dog. At it's the not dog. a real dog. <laughs> it's not a real dog. But if, because you can get your timing really well, and it becomes a really trivial game. Then all of a sudden, as I was kicking these balls, a real dog came in, and you kick the real dog. I was like, holy shit, I've just kicked a dog. Yeah, that. if anyone's still wondering where this game goes at times, that's the kind of places it goes. Yeah, you're kicking a dog at a model dog. <laughs> Proper oh launch. And this is Mega Man, so he's going to have this amazing kick. I was like, holy shit, that dog's probably just broken about six ribs. Oh like, my poor god! Thing. <laughs> that poor thing. <laughs> He's just come for a cuddle, and you just can't fuck off. <laughs> Have it. I see you, bud. Like why? <laughs> like why, Mega Man? Why? Yeah. And Mega Man's like, what was that? Don't care. More balls to kick. Oh, here comes Next. another dog. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> fucking brutal he's a, he's a cunt hey man as long as you win the prize that's all that matters I guess right winning winning is everything apparently in the Mega Man winning <laughs> imagine that he gets his prize oh you've won a cuddly toy and six dead dogs <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game honestly this game would go there it would go there I, th- I feel like it could it would and those bits, like doing stuff like that. Okay, I look, I don't advocate for kicking dogs before anyone has a go at me, but it's so light-hearted when you think, what the fuck have I just done? It's it's and, it's so strange. It's so, I love so much of this game. It's so strange. It's so strange. Yeah. And considering, I said, I've gone into you, there are bits I like, there are bits I don't like. Seeing something like that just completely takes me out of left field. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> and it, it, made my, it made my time bearable playing yeah i'm again i'm not implying to make my time bearable i go around kicking dogs <laughs> it's in the context of this random part of this game absolutely there's no there's no way i'm getting around this i'm like i'm gonna get like brought on to the piers morgan show so you believe <laughs> kicking dogs in video games is okay oh for fuck's sake god damn it <laughs> god damn it i'm fucked but yeah, it had but oh, i've got to say he had boat levels Yes. Oh, yes. That is a that's a great point. So those, um, I don't know what you thought. I I thought they were they were okay. I thought I was surprised. I thought I was going to hate them. Yeah. No, I thought I would. But I thought the boat levels are okay. I thought you can't fuck up anything else. But they got that right. Yeah, because I think because of the way that things control when you're on land, I guess you could say, uh, because those felt so awkward somehow, like keeping you in place a little bit more. Um, worked better. Yes. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think because it kind of tank controls kind of work on a boat. It's like, oh yeah, that's how they actually move. So yeah. well ish. So it's like you can have that. 
I didn't yeah. mind the water levels. But again, it's another thing this game was trying. It was like, right, grab that, grab that, grab this, yes. grab this, grab this, grab this. Boom! And we got a game. That's how it kind of worked. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's A lot of it is fairly awkward. Um, you know, I, I don't mind the way things wrap up. It's just, you know, at least the boss at the end has some variety to it. You're not doing the exact same thing every sort of stage that the boss has. The story sort of goes places in the middle of the final boss fight. Um, mm. So I found, you know, like there's, there's, there's like story progression as you find the final boss and as you're fighting them. It's not, you know, anything super elaborate but i was like okay i i get it this this is kind of cool um yeah it just you know when you're doing the when you're fighting a, a long battle in this game it just ends up feeling tedious either way i just appreciated that at least for the most part things were a little bit different here and there when it came to some of the boss fights and and that that and the and the the boat levels were were probably the standouts to me um yeah but they're it's still it's still not a fantastic game i i don't think it's the worst thing ever but i you know it's not fantastic <laughs> no it, it 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 isn't but i the final boss's design is awesome i yes. give it that it's like yes. this is weird and fucked up um so weird and fucked up but i liked it i was like yep. okay you can have that that's that's really good that's yeah, a really cool boss an, another another set of designs that that made sense and and worked. Yeah, I think that and that though those were the bigger the biggest standouts for it. Like you said, the story and and a lot of the character design and models and stuff. Yeah, sure, they look a little chunky and things like that, but that's the time and that's totally fine. And to me, that part works. So, yeah, and yeah, look, would I play it again? No, I, I'm kind of glad I'm done with that now. Um, I was like, fuck, I'm glad this is done. But would I want to play a sequel? A Mega Man Legends 3? Yes, I yeah. would. I would like to play a Legends 3. I'd say the Legends 2 is probably very similar. But I want to play Legends 3. Make a new world. I don't know why they haven't. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that like whether they like remade this one or remade one of the ones in this series and sort of touched it up like we mentioned or made a new one and made it a sequel or prequel or whatever... Um, I would I would give it a shot. I think I would give it a shot, but I don't think that this is a a game that you go back to. I really don't because it's clunky. It doesn't control well. The story's good enough, but it's not going to make me want to experience it all over again because of everything that happens around the story, which is the gameplay. And the gameplay is very so-so at best. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think it is very so-so. Um. And, but but what I will say, this game has now made me want to go back to Marvel vs. Capcom 2, to Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and play as Trombone. Dude, I want to play as I played. I, I played as, as her. Yeah, she was she was in my rotation in uh, in two, like fairly consistently. I just liked the way she played, and uh, and yeah, I honestly I thought the exact same thing when I first saw her and they said the name. I was like, oh my god. All right, Marvel vs. Capcom. I, I haven't loaded it back up, but I, I am tempted now. I, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, if you look at Marvel vs. Capcom 3, um, Mega Man's not even in he. Oh, he's not in 3? I don't remember that. Oh, my God. <laughs> zero, zero, zero is. Trombone is, but Mega Man oh, himself isn't in. Yeah. That's so weird. That is so... That and makes no sense. <laughs> and I don't know if, if somebody's adamant, because I've, I've been a big advocate of the amount of characters they've added in. Mm. Um. Uh, oh no! I'm going to X X three. Hang on. Who's who's that? 
Oh, it's X3. Uh, it looks like X3. I don't know who they even... Is it? I didn't even know. Either way, I need to play some more. I need to play some more Marvel vs. Capcom. I really do. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think they added him in. I think they added him in later. And possibly, I need to find that out. Either way, I want to play some more trombone. I want to play some more yep. trombone because she's yep. so cool. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> she's fucking amazing. So, if you're going to be scoring this, then out of ten, what are you giving it? Um, let's see. It, it's tough because there are a lot of ups and downs to it. There's a lot of stuff I enjoy uh, or enjoyed enough, and there's a lot of stuff that just didn't work. And I think. Unfortunately, because the gameplay is just so average for me, and the story is there, but I'm not a massive anime person or whatever, I think a a four or a five is where I would sit with this. Honestly, like it's not it's not great. It's not great. I, I'm gonna lean towards a five and be a little bit generous because of the things we talked about. Um, but that's the most I can. It's the most I can sit with is giving it a five. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably going to give it a five as well. And the frustrating thing was, if I was playing Mega Man Legends, if we were, if you'd asked me to do Mega, Man, obviously no, you, you couldn't. But if you asked me to do Mega Man Legends, I would have given this game higher because I could have seen it from the point of view of the time it was from. But mm. the fact that it's on the N64 three to four years later and it's not as good takes it lower, definitely. Yeah, that is a very very good point. Absolutely. I think I think you're definitely onto something there. Sure. For for sure. Um okay, so Danny, we have we we rolled a wheel of what game the two of us were going to play together for the last couple of games. Mm. So we we mm-hmm. landed on on Mega Man 64 for this episode. I have a random Indeed. I have a random number generator um from 1 to 300 and something uh let's see i'm gonna make sure i put the number in correctly and we're doing this live as we record three 390 mm-hmm. this includes some japanese games so if you you know land on a game that we probably can't play or whatever we'll, we'll respin or something like that i'm gonna hit the number generator once i'm gonna hit it once yeah and what that number from one to 390 whatever that is that number corresponding on my google doc here is what game we are going to play next together and uh and review together on on our shows and um i'm gonna pull it up and whatever number yeah, it let's is see what we it get. is let's let's, let's just both get. let's just both you know knock on wood cross our fingers that it's it's good this time how about that <laughs> mm. all right here i go i'm gonna press it right now and okay number 58 okay i'm gonna scroll down to 58 58 is Chameleon Twist by Sunsoft. Ooh. What the fuck is Chameleon Twist? Oh my god, I I remember this game. Oh yeah, I'm all for this, man. Yes. It's a it's sort of a Oh shit, she, I remember this. I remember what this looked like. I can't I never played it. I just sort of remember the box art. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's like a 2.5D like sort of top-down platformer where you sort of you know, jump and move yourself across platforms by using your super long tongue and stuff like that. Um, okay, that'd be a fun experiment. That sounds kind of cool. Chameleon Twist. Okay, game there on. we go. Chameleon Twist is your next game. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully Chameleon Twist is not a 5 out of 10. How about that? <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. Definitely. All right, Sunshine. Well, I'll let you go. And it has been a pleasure speaking to you as always. 
You too, man. This has been a lot of fun, despite the very average game. Um, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that our next one together, uh, whenever people do hear it, is going to be uh, a better one. Because we want to have a better time. We want everybody to hear us talk about a game that we enjoy or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, great great to talk to you again. Awesome to, to play another 64 game together. All right. Take care, mate. See you, sir. And that was episode 99 of Mega Man 64. And thank you, Dave, for Remember the 64 podcast. It's been an absolute privilege to have you on the show. And I can't wait till you come back on again because we've got a few games we need to cover, my friend. Until then, I hope you all had a good time. And thank you all for listening. I hope to see you all for the copies coming out later this week and for episode 100 of Mr. Adam Blank for Final Fantasy VII at the end of next week. Until then, have a great time, and I'll see you then. My name's been Danny. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.